Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. This is the Heater Podcast. I am Dan Lewig. He's Corey Peeper. Uh, as we, I don't think we could have a better uh, Sunday night than uh, sipping on old fashions and talking baseball trades. Sounds like a, uh, a winner right there as we uh, break down part two of our offseason primer. Uh, last time we had a chance to look at the free agents that were there and make some predictions and where we thought players would, uh, would end up uh, in about two weeks as we get past uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we get into what is truly my uh, favorite uh, time of the baseball offseason, and that's the winter meetings. That's when the uh, mm-hmm. the biggest trades go down either right before, during, or right after, but typically it's during those winter meetings uh, that the biggest names are moved uh, and some of the surprise moves are done. Sometimes a surprise signing takes place when you put everyone together because all the GMs are there, agents get there. Uh, it's uh, an exciting time of the baseball offseason. It's Christmas shopping uh, for baseball, uh, and perfect time to do that. So uh, we'll take a look at some of our, uh, we'll put our GM caps on and give you five of our uh, hypothetical trades that we would uh, like to see or think we will see. And we'll break down the, the trade market uh, as well. Uh, we are at the final opportunity uh, for Popcorn Palooza, mm-hmm. speaking of Christmas gifts, uh, a chance to get some uh, good... Uh, uh, popcorn for the, the holiday season here. And uh, uh, when is that last opportunity? The post is up online right now. If you're interested in ordering, talk to see the post. But the dates are December 9th. That's a Friday, December 10th. You, We have, we still have, I think we've had 20-some orders so far, but we still have all of the different options available. Large, regular popcorns, either with or without butter, caramel, cheese, kettle, Supreme Crunch, Overload, any of that's available. They would make, like you said, good Christmas gift, good stocking stuffer, something like that. Are you doing your uh, a cheese? I'm doing only my cheese, yep, uh, only my cheese. So my cheese, the caramel that we make, the regular popcorn we make, uh, Supreme Crunch I do not make, but that's very good. So, yeah, those are those are all available. Uh, just make sure you order it in advance so I know to, how much to make. I do not want to carry a whole lot of this left over after this because after this it is, I will probably just donate it, but that's not something that I like, not that I don't like donating things, but I would rather sell it. So we'll see. Make an order, go on Facebook, River Creek Popcorn. There's a post there. I'm sure there'll be more posts in the next couple days to encourage people. But right now I said, I think we're at about 23 orders and I think last year we were in the 40s. So we'd like to get to that again. As always, the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn for all your snacking needs for baseball games, movies of choice, and Christmas celebrations. Popcorn Palooza is yours this December. Come hungry, leave happy. Uh, As we talk about uh, those that are also wanting to get their orders in, uh, as we look at the baseball offseason and look at the the trade market, I think what we're going to do is just kind of give you a brief overview of uh, what's being bandied about, what's the... uh, Prize of the, the of the trading uh, season. Uh, we're going to look at uh, potential buyers and sellers. We're going to look at uh, if you want to know the likelihood of trades. Again, I, I think the best thing to do is look at positions of strength. Where's the surplus uh, that teams could uh, trade from to benefit other areas of their team? Uh, but let's begin uh, with the uh, 
who do you think is not even on uh, the market? Of, of names that have been bandied about, who do you think stays home that isn't even going to be considered? I think the biggest name on that list is a certain Japanese superstar who happens to play both pitcher and outfielder, well, DH, who plays for the Los Angeles Angels named Shohei Otani. It was brought up at the trade deadline, right? Would Shohei Otani be traded and they didn't move him? And we sit here now. The Angels look like they want to compete. They actually made, I think, the only real free agent signing we've seen so far. Tyler Anderson came in, so they actually added a pitcher, like we've said. I kind of like that signing. So I don't think they're going to trade Shohei Otani. I think he's going to stay there. I'm not sure it's the right move, but to try to get the value back in that is almost impossible. You had the... uh the only comparable, like Juan Soto, right? Like mm-hmm. he was getting into one year left in a deal. Uh, well, he had near two. Uh, he had an extra year. Soto so, did. So Soto had two, uh, but it was another another one where ownership was coming up, uh, and a new ownership wanted to make that call. It felt at that time that ownership was the, uh, here's a chance to clear them, get prospects. They want to bring the payroll down before moving it back up. Uh, that was where they, and let the existing ownership deal with the PR backlash uh, and not deal with it. It seems as if on the Angels' side, at least the the reports and things that have come out, that uh, new ownership wants to be able to make that call, or at least that's the way that the current ownership is thinking about it for moving forward, especially with just one year left on the deal. And that's where, again, if he had two years left, you could get a monster offer. With just one, and he's looking at a potential $400 million contract, who's, who's giving you anywhere near... Uh, what he's worth for only one season of return because it's going to limit it to only those who can afford the big contract at the end. No small market team is going to give up a a bunch of assets for only one year of potential production. So uh, it makes it hard to get anything uh, equitable of of value. Not that people wouldn't be interested in him, but it's not going to be, it's just not going to match up. And the offer will underwhelm, which only makes it, that's how a GM gets fired, right? This is the there's no winning this move, especially in the offseason when you're saying you want to compete. If you're wanting to compete, you can't trade Otani. Uh, so they're going to make it, uh, they're going to punt it to the next ownership. I don't see any scenario in which he, he moves. The only way that I see Otani moving is trade deadline. If they're out of it and they're already comfortable with because then, then you can still, you'll get as good an offer at the deadline as now, if not potentially a little bit more uh, for someone seeing him as the final piece in the middle of their uh, of trying to go for a World Series. So if he moves, to me, it's the trade deadline. I don't see anything. Now, I'll add one more. Uh, even though he, his name's been bandied about uh, uh, for well over one-plus seasons uh, at this point within, it's Brian Reynolds. I don't see him moving. I'm going to have a, a, a trade that I'm going to uh, put together that's going to include him uh, within it, but I don't think they're wanting to with the uh, – with what they're – with. Uh, O'Neill Cruz, with what they're starting to build over there. I think they want to keep some of these guys and build a nucleus. I just don't think the timeline matches him as much as it does the rest of the guys within it. I think there's more cause. I think this one is justified to trade, but I think because they've traded so many players, they're just not going to do it uh, at, at, at this stage. But uh, I, I don't see him moving. He's tough because he's got, you talked about, Otani has one year of control. Brian Reynolds is under control for three more years. So that is a, like, you could ask a lot for Brian Reynolds. Absolutely. And I think people would pay it. I, before I mentioned to you that I actually, we did five trades. I had to redo one. I had like a Cody Bellinger for, and multiple, couple prospects for Brian Reynolds. Like, could the, could the Dodgers pay up for that? Sure. And, you know, the Pirates would get a 
chance at Cody Bellinger making a rebirth or whatever and a couple of prospects in it, but it's going to take a lot to get Brian Reynolds. We saw the trade market kind of get set on outfielders. So there has been one major trade, right? Teoscar Hernandez did get traded to Seattle and that's one year of team control. And it was, and like, I don't want to say it was a bad return because Eric Swanson, the, the relief pitcher market is insane right now, the contracts that they're getting. So getting Eric Swanson back to Toronto was a good move. And they got Adam Mako, who's like a, got a big curveball, I'm told, and can pitch okay. But it didn't seem like a good return for Teoscar Hernandez, right? Like when you looked at it, people are like, well, this doesn't make any sense. But if that's the market for one year of team control, I think that's, that, that shows you just how valuable these things are to GMs. This is not me looking and saying, okay, well, Teoscar Hernandez is an all-star, one of the best 20 sluggers in the game. Cause I think he is right. I, I have as much confidence that he can hit 30 home runs out of Seattle as, as anybody. Like he's got huge power, but one year of team control is not much. And he's going to get, I think he's like 15 million in arbitration, something yeah, like that. At 14, 15 for, <laughs> yeah. f- for him. That's a ton of money. So that's one year team control. So Brian Reynolds with three years of team control on a team friendly deal. Yeah. You could ask the moon and it's possible someone would pay that, but I, I took him off my list too. So I do not, I do not have a Brian Reynolds trade anymore. He's my fun uh, three-team trade that I go. have within it. So I'll keep that as the uh, uh, the appetite wetter for what's coming up. But let's talk about it. Those aren't on even on the list, really. Uh, what's the eye candy? What's the uh, the prize that that teams are going to try? Who are some of they're going to try to pry away that maybe has a realistic chance of being pried away? There's there's two names that I have. One that I believe is likely, one that's going to be harder, but it's going to it would be in the right right deal. Well, since we're in Wisconsin, I don't know if you have him. Let's talk Corbin Burns here. Yes, that's it. Because one of them, both Woodruff and Burns are arbitration eligible. I think they can probably afford one. Freddie Peralta is under a great team deal, so he, they can probably afford one. And you locked up Ashby. And you have locked up Ashby coming off of his not and very Ethan good year. Small. And Ethan Small is still around. They they have pitching, right? Like, he was re-signed Hauser, and he's... He's good. Eric Lauer showed flashes of being pretty good at times, kind of terrible at times, but most of the time it was a pretty good year. So the haul that they could get for Corbin Burns is immense. Like I'm not sure it's Shohei Otani. It's probably not Shohei Otani levels, but it's it's not far off of what I think that they got for Juan Soto. I think it would be pretty valuable. Uh, pitchers like that do not grow on trees very often. Cy Young winner, two mm-hmm. years of team control. If you are going to move him, it, this it's either now or at the deadline. Uh, and if you're if the point of doing it is to add talent like a subtraction but addition type of thing that helps the team overall, again we talked about and we'll get into like uh, positions of strength, right? The Brewers have pitching. Now you can you can make the argument. This isn't saying no matter what uh, trade Burns, I, no. he's a great. Uh, you have him Peralta healthy with Woodruff. You have one of the best one two threes, probably top two top three in all of baseball, right? You can you mm-hmm. can make that claim. And make that argument uh, without any major uh, uh, work at all to say uh, to make that claim. So I, I get the idea of keeping in that regard, but there's such a need for offense. This is one where I feel it taking one step back there and and relying on some of the younger arms to take a step forward. I think this is a step back to take two steps forward. I am in the trade burns camp. I don't know if others are now. Not just trade to trade. It has to be. Who's going to bowl you over? But if they said that there's a possibility that Burns is available, he becomes the biggest piece at the winter meetings that's available. Mm-hmm. I, my guess is nothing happens with Corbin Burns until I still think Justin Verlander signs in Houston. 
I, I think Jacob deGrom is leaving New York. I, I truly believe at this point that the market for Jacob deGrom is said that he will leave New York, and once those two are gone, he someone's... the only one leaving New York. Bassett? Are we talking about Chris? Oh, are you talking about Aaron Judge? No, okay, right. I was like, we're on the we're I'm, switching. I'm not, I'm not just talking pitchers. We're switching one, New York teams. Okay, New York. Um, once those guys have made their markets, someone's left holding the bag, right? Yep. The Mets, if the Mets lose him, does adding Corbin Burns behind Max Scherzer make sense? Sure, right? The Dodgers, right? They've got a million. There will be teams. Baltimore, like Baltimore, we talked about it now. It, he fits within their timeline, right? We said they need a top to start pitcher. They have prospects for days. So there will be no shortage of a market for Corbin Burns if the Brewers decide to move him. And I think it's very possible. I'll say 40% he moves, 60% he stays, is about where I'm at right now. And I'll go the opposite 60 40 uh, for a trade in that direction, provided someone can put together a top tier package that includes MLB ready talent. Mm-hmm. They don't want to move him for prospects down the road. It has to be a team that can offer impact prospects that are major, that are ready to go onto the 25-man roster or 26-man roster, uh, if not right away, then by midseason. Right? I think that's the, the premier, uh, pro- not that you can't get prospects with, but you want a guy that's on the major league roster by midseason. I think that's the goal uh, within it, and I have a trade uh, that will be coming up to offer that uh, as well. Uh, the other name that I have, uh, for within this, the obvious one, Sean Murphy. Uh, and you, mm-hmm. you can debate whether or not does he fit like that elite category within it. Uh, I think he's just under uh, underappreciated for being in Oakland. This guy put up a, a five-win a season uh, last year. There's not many catchers that go into that rarefied air. Uh, you put him on the right uh, contending team within it, he shoots up the list. He's a guy that could even get uh, top at least top 10 MVP consideration. Uh, for another team in, in playoff contention. I have so. a trade for him. I have, I have. so that's one that I didn't tell you, but I do have, he is on my list of possible people to move, so I, I couldn't agree more. Well, let's talk buyers and sellers. Who's the, uh, who are the teams that you expect to be aggressive, uh, and who is a team that could, could be uh, offering up things that for someone to buy? So let's talk the, uh, uh, the team that you expect to be the most aggressive uh, in the winter meetings. I mean, these are... These are oftentimes the same teams that we saw a lot, right? I think the Dodgers will be aggressive, right? I think that they are always aggressive. They release Cody Bellinger, so they have a need for an outfielder. I said, could they go after a play for a guy like Brian Reynolds? Yeah, they could. Could they go for a pay for a pitcher? Sure, they could. Uh, I think they the Mets, right? The Mets need pitching right now. They did. They have DeGrom is a free agent. Bassett's a free agent. Taiwan Walker's a free agent. They did trade for Eliezer Hernandez for what that's worth, but that's you know, that's not a replacement there. So if the they need to keep a couple of those guys. They need to re-sign a couple of those guys first off. Eliezer Hernandez is a replacement for Tyone Walker. Like that's that's what I think. A, a lower cost, uh, higher upside uh, uh, to at least getting up to that level. Walker, you know what you're getting. Uh, Eliezer, you don't uh, yet within it, but they obviously believe in the in the potential. I think Toronto. I think the Blue Jays will be buyers. I think Toronto wants to go out and pick up more players. Now we saw them sell Tiasca Hernandez. They need a left-handed bat. Their, their offense is very right-handed, and they need more pitching. I think they were intentionally clearing salary to mm-hmm. make a free agent splash. I think that's number one. But then also, uh, that is the team that I have as being most aggressive uh, at the winter meetings. Uh, I expect them to come up with one of the, one of the top three players uh, traded uh, at the winter meetings, I think, ends up in Toronto. You 
I don't know if we're moving to sellers, but uh, sellers, you already mentioned Oakland. I, Sean Murphy, I think Ramon Laureano moves. I don't think they keep him. I think they would love to move some of their bullpen arms. I think that gets moved out. I think we've said it for years that Miami needs to be a seller. I think Miami moves a pitcher. I think it's probably Pablo Lopez, but I can't guarantee that. But I do think they move a pitcher. I have a I have a Pablo Lopez trade coming up. How about Kansas City as a buyer? Uh, I have one a uh, cat. I didn't even mention it beforehand, but I have one as a dark horse. I think who's to me? Uh, could who will make the surprise trade with an? I have Kansas City right there as that one hundred percent. One player I didn't. If I had to mention another eye candy, the the Corbin Burns level, Shane Bieber. With with his name, we know they don't like spending money. They're very good, right? He is under contract. I think another two years too, but it's arbitration, and he's going to start getting paid a lot. They have pitching forever in Cleveland. That's another team that just has it. Now, unlike Miami, who is still rebuilding, Cleveland's really good already. They could get a haul. I think, I'm not saying they will move Shane Bieber, but I also wouldn't be shocked if, it's like, if Corbin Burns doesn't move and someone's interested in Shane Bieber gets traded, that's possible. They have a Med Rosario who is getting, he's coming off an amazing year, but they already have like in area replacements with Andres Jimenez can just slide over to shortstop. He's going to start getting paid. So Cleveland could be a seller too. Cleveland is a, an interesting one because the, you could see them going both directions, right? Mm-hmm. You could see them selling, but you could also see them buying. I think they're going to be one of the top three teams after Sean Murphy, uh, uh, and they have the prospects to offer within it. There's, You've heard it out of both sides of the mouth from uh, different media members of uh, Cleveland being aggressive with their prospects, and not just for calling up, but for to get impact players because of how, how well uh, they exceeded expectations. This past year, they, how can you keep that momentum going? Uh, there's been a, more of a groundswell thought of adding uh, uh, talent, not subtracting. But again, like any team within it, they could add and subtract at the same time. Shane Bieber becomes just a cost of doing business of the, uh, if you're not going to keep him, uh, if, if he's if he's only two more years is the maximum that he's going to be in Cleveland, then you have to realistically talk about uh potential trade to get something impactful because two years is the last time that you get peak value, right? It's always been the consensus that with two years of team control is the last, it goes down from there in terms of trade value. So uh, if, if you can get enough talent, uh, enough pitching to withstand his loss, uh, then what he can net you uh, for the rest of that on-field team, they could trade him and still keep where they are or still improve uh, by the way, the rest of this offseason goes would not be surprising at all. Kansas City is the one that, uh, and this will segue into the, the last uh, uh, section here that I had, and that was uh, where do you expect to see movement uh, at the winter deadlines? If you're going to look at it, where's the positions of strength, right? Uh, what, are, what, are, what teams have surplus in what areas uh, and likely to use that to uh, make additions uh, elsewhere? Uh, on their team uh, for improvements. Kansas City has position players for days right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's infield, outfield, they have uh, they have two catchers as well. Like they, they have uh, whatever anyone might be interested in, they have someone to offer. Uh, if anyone could pry it out of them, my, my biggest eye candy as I'm looking at offense is Vinny Pascantino. Uh, they're slugging for a spaceman. I can't see them moving him. Uh, but they're still collecting for a spaceman. They already have uh, Nick Prado, yeah. uh, Ryan O'Hearn. Uh, they mm-hmm. signed to a, a major league contract uh, within it. The if it uh, let's go back to this at his uh, opening uh, press conference. Uh, 
uh, their new manager, uh, when asked, like, coming over from the bench coach from the, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, what is it that, what's the key to success uh, for building out a, a small market team or mid-market team uh, for uh, becoming a winning franchise? And he said, one word, pitching. Uh, there is an opportunity with any one of these guys, or MJ Melendez uh, within it, you can net that young stud pitcher uh, in a move for this where, again, you, you have the depth to withstand uh, again, I can't see Vinny because uh, he's like he's a top three uh, first baseman in my eyes next year already. The kid's a stud. He's a thirty homer, hundred RBI uh, uh, bat. Uh, I'm uh, which is why I'm a huge fan. Would love to have him, uh, but it's going to take something major to get any one of those guys. But I do believe Kansas City will be aggressive in offering one to get the pitcher that they're looking for for the building that they want to do. Who's your uh, team for like a, a position of strength that you can see? Uh, them trading from that as a result. I think it's the Yankees middle infield. We've heard about the Yankees middle infield for a while. They have three prospects who are sort of blocked. And then I, I don't know if I'd say surprisingly, but they did bring back Isaiah kind of on a one-year deal. So that blocks up a spot because he sort of got benched at the end of last year for defense. So you have Glaber Torres, who I think is fairly, not going to say fairly likely to go, but I certainly would not be surprised if he was traded. Rumor is Seattle's chatting with him. Yeah, they're chatting with a ton of middle infielders. Yes, I heard Trey are. Turner's name in yes, that one, so are. good for them. But uh, Kiner Falefa, Glaber Torres, and then you have the young kids, the Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera, and then the super uber prospect that they have at, I think he's a top 10 usually, and AAA is Anthony Volpe. So tons of middle infielders. We know that they want pitching too. I have a trade coming up with them, but that's a, that's a position of strength I see. I can I bring it back to a team that I think is both a buyer or a seller for a second? Yeah. We're, that's where I see Boston, right? It, I can look at Boston and say, we think we're still competitive, even if we're probably not. And we're going, because I heard their name mentioned as Brian Reynolds, right? That's one that they've said that they're interested in. And it, amazing fit. I've also got a, tr- like, I don't, I'm not, I did purposely did not mention Raphael Devers under superstars that I think will not be traded because I have a feeling that he might be traded yet this time. So that's a team where it's easy for me to make a case that they will meet buyers. And it's easy for me to say, they're going to sell off too. I should have mentioned him in the uh, for me in the not traded category. I, I it seems like catastrophic failure to trade another MVP candidate uh, as a big market team when you're saying you're trying to win. I I don't. I at the same time, could I see them being that inept in doing it? Well, they already did it once. Uh, you think that the Dodgers are looking at trading Mookie Betts anytime soon? Uh, <laughs> the you don't trade those players when you can afford those contracts. That's, that's the whole point. He's 25 years old. If you're not trying to accumulate those players, what are you doing? So, but at the same time, Boston is the, the abs- if I'd say the wild card uh, of the winter meetings within it, that's them because you could see them all of a sudden being aggressive and spending money. And you could also see him making the head scratching move of trading him with one year left on it and, and doing a, a, another Mookie Betts 2.0. That's 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 the team that I I want to watch what they do. I want to see what they do. I think the Cubs are buyers. They they could go out and be very aggressive too. I think the White Sox. I think both those Chicago teams are interesting too for me. But yeah, it's going to be fun. We're only the trade debt or the intermediaries are two weeks away, right? First week yeah, of December. We're just, we're just two we're weeks getting away from it. The we've already mentioned the Marlins pitching. Yep, they're going to be at the table of anyone who's looking for pitching. Uh, that's going to be one Arizona outfielders. I was, <laughs> Man, yeah, I was right. just about to say, what about Arizona? Because they have like five outfielders. And they traded. So they just they made another trade. They moved uh, Cooper Hummel, who's like a backup yeah. catcher. And they added Kyle Lewis, who 
was it the short? It was the shortened season that he won rookie of the year, right? That's it. And I think he's probably a DH, but okay. So your outfield there is you have Corbin Carroll, who I've, I've said, I think Stud. he's, I think he's going to be Trey Turner. I think he could be that type of a player. Alec Thomas came up last year. looked really good for a while, kind of trailed off, but 23 years old with really high contact ability. And Jake McCarthy defensive skill yes. out, of, out of center. Jake McCarthy looked awesome down the stretch. The last couple months, incredible. And then they already have Carson Kelly at catcher, and Dalton Varsho has put up, like, he can play catcher, but they've been basically Fantasy playing him in the darling, out- right? Because oh. you can get that level of production out of out of catcher within it. So I think anyone that's uh, very intrigued by him, or if, you, if he's become more of a household name, it's definitely because of, of fantasy baseball that's done it, but because of the pr- productivity. Uh, 20, uh, uh, yeah. I think... Here's my prediction for them. I think they go in with Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, and Dalton Varsho in the outfield. I, I think Alec Thomas could move. That's the one I think could move, and it's not because I don't think Alec Thomas is going to have a very nice career. I think he will, but I think they're another team, right? You, you have a glut of one position. We've talked about they're in the rebuild. We're, you're probably not going to block shortstop. They have another star prospect coming up there, Jordan Lawler, but another pitcher. We talked for a long time. This team needs pitching. Madison Bumgarner is not doing it. Yeah, I, that's a good one. They're also saying that they're looking to, like, and they're saying they're marketing their outfielders. Mm-hmm. One of the neat, like, pitching definitely is a possibility, and it's usually you go from one to from an offense, you're trading for pitching. But what they say that they want as well is uh, they're too left handed. They want a righty, if they can get like a, uh, uh, a potent right handed bat, trading one of their left handed uh, bats to do that, that's what their GM has come out and said that he, one of the things he, he's looking at within it. We'll see how that goes uh, on that. You missed side. your opportunity for Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, it was from, right there for him. For, from that one, but then also <laughs> the if you want pitching again, Arizona outfield Marlins pitching again. Those things line up, make a ton of sense. We'll see what happens there. We mentioned the Kansas City position players, uh, Toronto catching. Yeah, one of those three is gone, and they have uh, they have uh, uh, catching that can get them at the seat of any table. Well, it depends uh, which one. Any, for any any team, I think they keep Kirk. I think Kirk is pretty much off the. T- I don't want to say anybody's off the table, but Very I think close. Kirk is He's, the one that they're not going to move. Is in my mind, Moreno I think it's the one that gets them the best. Uh, if they're if they're wanting peak uh, it, name back, he's the 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 guy that they can dangle. I've seen the I've seen the Bobichet for for and and Alejandro excuse me and Gabriel Moreno for Corbin Burns speculation. I've seen that one. Like I don't know, maybe, uh, but. Yes, Moreno has more value than Danny Jansen. Now, Danny Jansen, that's not a slight on Danny Jansen. Right. There's actually a lot of good catchers that could be traded here. Like, the the Braves have two, right? I don't think they're yeah. moving William Contreras, but I think Travis Darno very well could move here, and there's some very good team. We talked about how hard it is to Will Wilson to find a contract for Wilson Contreras, but it's not because I don't think there's good teams now that don't need a catcher. Like, Houston, right, comes to mind quickly, and Chicago, but I don't think you want to pay Wilson Contreras all that money when you can trade for one of these guys that are not that different. Like Travis Darno is not that different. Danny Jansen's not that different. And you don't have to pay them nearly as much money as Contreras wants. So yeah, I think that, and you were mentioned Sean Murphy, right? Like the catcher market is interesting because there's also a ton of like young catching prospects that are not far away. And, and again, I go back to MJ Melendez that they're playing him in the outfield because uh, Salvador Perez is the, uh, is the, the catcher there. Uh, and usually gets a lot of games with Kansas City. Now, they're doing more of a split, and he can get more DH time within it, so that's always possible. Uh, but that's another young, uh, 
MLB-ready catcher uh, right there. Uh, probably the biggest position that has the chance to move uh, at this winter meeting is, is catching, which is very unique uh, in, in that uh, that aspect for it. One last one that I'll mention is kind of a keep in the back of the mind. St. Louis has too many position players. I have them making a trade for a position player. Yes, they they have a ton of players that are... That you just don't know what they are yet. Like, like Juan Yepes. Yes, uh, the Juan uh, Yepes is the Nolan Gormans of the world yep. that aren't necessarily prospects anymore because technically they're not, but they're not old. They've each had, like, Yepes had stretches last year. Looked really good. Nolan Gorman, it's... Like he's going to be what he is. He's going to have his struggles, but he's going to hit a lot. I've always said he looks like Dan Ugler, right? If you told me that he's a second mm, baseman who could hit yeah. 30 home runs, I'd say, yeah, probably. Like they have a lot of those type of players and they have more coming. They always have more coming. And that's why, remember, they were the one that we thought could make the move for Juan Soto because they have tons of these guys. But do they truly want to move some of them? Because that's what it's always seemed. They, they kind of like hoard them, even though a lot of times they sit them on their bench. They're getting to the point of a of a glut that you can't fit on a twenty six man roster anymore. Or are, are they done with the Tyler O'Neill experiment? Like there's there's so many things that are there that uh, it feels like something has to give. And again, with a surplus within it to go ag- aggressive and getting again, you may not get a top tier pitcher within it, but there's plenty of guys that you could go for on the the lower tier that you have things to offer within it. I, I think right now it's harder to find solid hitting. Uh, it feels a little more scarce than it does trying to find at least like league average pitching uh, uh, within, at least at, without paying big bucks. Uh, again, if if Cody Bellinger is looking at uh, $10 million when he's got, uh, hasn't shown anything in two years with his damaged shoulder, uh, it's it's hard finding things right now. And they may maybe haven't progressed to the point of being uh, like, like an elite batter any, or any of those categories, but what they are is cheap. Uh, and promising, uh, and multiple years of team control. So there's definitely intrigue there where you can see something shaking loose uh, as a result. But when we come back, uh, you got another name? I I just have one more point of position of strength that I don't think ever gets talked about for trades. Houston's starting pitching, right? They carried it to a World Series. Now, I know Verlander's gone, but still, you got Fran, and we both think Verlander's going to be back. But regardless... Fran Valdez, Christian Javier, Lance McCullers, Luis Garcia, Jose Arquiti. We've heard about Hunter. We saw Hunter Brown strike a ton of guys out. That's right. We've heard about, uh, what's the guy who's been Forrest Whitley for years. Someone could take a chance there. Like, it never gets mentioned, but could they move one of those guys for a catcher? Uh, pretty easily, right? It's not hard for me to sit here and say, you flip one of those guys to Atlanta and say, we'll take Travis Darnold back. Like, Yeah, I, I think that's, uh, you can see those types of trades happening uh, without a doubt, and Houston still stands as a uh, again. If they also if they wanted to get in, in the game and offer a Hunter Brown uh, for something, you, you can see right? them. You can see them doing anything within it. So they they still have like they're underrated on their farm depth yet. Uh, by the end of this, let's talk. Uh, I, I want to. Are you Team Click or are you Team Crane? So <laughs> I think that one needs to be uh, brought up as part of the off season uh, intrigue. It's not often that a World Series champion. Uh, can't get a, a contract extension. Uh, uh, from, it doesn't matter what you are, whether it's a, a GM or whether you're a manager within it. That was more unique within it. Uh, it definitely caused the ripple effect in the uh, or thoughts within the industry within it. So we'll come to that at the end as well. Uh, but when we come back, we'll uh, dive into our uh, our specific trades as uh, uh, as we put our GM hats on and show you what we think might happen in the winter meetings coming up next.
Thank you.